We are rocking here at Real Tales from the Bar Side. This is the podcast where we talk about the shit that goes on in the bar, in the restaurant, with people who own the bar, own the restaurant, run the bar, run the food, do everything and see everything. Don't ever do something or say something that you don't want seen, especially in New York at the bar, because we're watching and talking about it here on Real Tales from the Bar Side. Okay, welcome back to Tales from the Bar Side. Actually, fuck, we changed it to Real Tales from the Bar Side, but you know, that's what it is. It's Real Tales from the Bar Side. It's been a while. We've been on hiatus, nice little end of summer break good month off but we're back better than ever rocking and rolling we got the bi-weeklies dropping and things are uh things are good bar life is good the summer doldrums of new york city bartending are coming to a close we're getting a little bit busier things are picking up in both uh the entertainment industry and the bar industry life is good and yeah we're ready to rock we got some cool stuff going on i'm gonna start things off kick it right out with the whole bi-weekly rant of the week. I don't know what the hell I want to talk about. I think everything just popped into my head from this weekend because it's Sunday night right now, late post shift. And it's kind of like, wow, you know what? Things are fresh. I'd like to talk a little bit about people that are attracted to other folks at the bar. I'm not even going gender wise because who gives a shit? It's 2018. Everybody's fucking everybody. And I, I don't, whoever you're attracted to, when you're trying to get in at the bar, if you're trying to just get to know somebody, if you're trying to, I don't know, be the, the top of the pecking order, whatever your move is, cattiness does not win out. Glares, dirty looks, nasty shit, comments, all this shit is a fucking fail. Grade A fail. It's just a bad look on you, on the person <laughs> you're trying to get with. It's just a bad look. It's all bad. The best approach is to just be nice. Be pleasant. Go up. Introduce yourself to the person that you might otherwise be glaring at. Have a conversation. Hey, maybe you don't like them. You walk away from it, and that's that. But I don't know. Head high, guys. Head high. Approach is everything. It's all a fucking game. It's all a charade. We don't have to play it like that. But it is wise to do things in a way that... uh makes everybody look better in the end so as vague as that was i just think it's a good little tidbit a little rant <laughs> and with that last weird bizarre laugh we're going to introduce tonight's guest the incorrigible eddie dunn eddie welcome to real tales from the bar side thank you for having me oh it's my pleasure still black still broke that's it. Uh, just kidding. I'm not broke. No, all right, I'm not black either. <laughs> no, but you're, you know, you're, you're kind of a hillbilly, so you can make those jokes, right? <laughs> not you, these days. You like to think I'm going to be doing can. comedy in a closet underneath a blanket eventually. <laughs> so you, you were formerly with UCB, right? You did formally, a lot of work with formally, them? Formerly artist known as with UCB. <laughs> okay. That's how you say my title that's your official title is there yeah. a symbol for it uh yeah it's a, a, a cock in my ass well, if you can uh, fax that to me i'll, uh, uh, I'll put I, it on our fax coming at tales london bar office? side london office, london office is right, fine coming. at tales bar side we'll throw it on the instagram so yeah you are one of improv's finest gems in the new york city scene regardless of what theater you're working with you are fucking heralded no pun intended as just one of the guys. Pun intended. It really wasn't. It just came out. 
Um, but yeah, you've been doing it for how long? How long you been in improv comedy? Uh, since I was uh, 14 years old. No shit, 14? Yeah. I started with Team Co., which was in my high school. They took uh, three people from every, uh, in my county, Wake County, three people from every high school, and they formed a team that did uh, short form at that time. Like, okay. uh, like, when short form was hot. I'm going back to short form. Fuck this long form shit, you know? <laughs> you know what? I don't understand how anybody thinks it still works. It's a beautiful thing. It's well, actually, art. I think they all work. They all work, but I'm talking about attention span wise. You got people that can't get through a two and a half minute YouTube video now. Vine exists and Absolutely. some people can't even finish those. They're six fucking seconds. Absolutely. So I mean short form is probably the answer. When you're doing this shit under a blanket in your closet, I think going back to short form is probably Really, I'm move. just masturbating <laughs> under that uh, blanket. I'll be sure not to disturb you then. I don't want to attend that show as much as I like you. It's a good show. <laughs> it's a lot of me crying to the cranberries. But... Uh, like, uh, <laughs> Dolores O'Riordan, I still love you. Oh, uh, man. Wow, we're going there already. <laughs> Zombie. Back in the day. How'd you know that was a song? I do that, too. Is that, is that it? I, uh, I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> totally nailed Zombie. it. Zombie. So speaking right away into your kind of sexual, bizarre predilections publicly, Christmas parties here. You were a bartender at Uptown Lounge back yes, in the day. Yes, That's how yes, we met. Yes, yes. That was your deal. And yeah. I remember... You were kind of just doing a party, a rogue private party here and there when I started. And they introduced me to you, and you and I just hit it off right away. Yeah, well. <laughs> we're both fucking... We're peas of a pie. Yeah, you know? we're too You're similar. much taller and handsomer. I'm like, uh, I'm like your shitty twin. <laughs> <laughs> you were not my shitty twin. No, no. You were my evil You've got a, We both have strong <laughs> jawlines, but like, uh, you're a little taller. Like, you've kept... it. In control of your weight. <laughs> hey, listen, bro. I'm telling you right now. I still drink. You're you sober, drink. Exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Blame sobriety. If I was sober, I would. I mean, I could get to where you are. But you fucking ain't uh, right. You could. I, I'm never allowed to be sober. Like, if I go sober, people are like, "No, no, <laughs> this is not what I signed up for." Yeah, I believe it. I My believe brother it. like has a heart attack. He's like, "What are we gonna do at Christmas?" <laughs> Oh my God! This is another fucking podcast altogether. Getting into family. Uh, we will get to sobriety. what you said about service and like uh, stuff like that. But yeah, so okay, uptown we met, and I mean I was thrown into the fire. You weren't here enough for you and I to really connect and for you to be yeah. a savior. And we were always sorts. at separate bars. Yeah, like, so we really didn't have um, a, a work connection. It was more of an outside or just like understanding. Yeah. Um, and you're respect. the only person I ever know that, like, uh, I know a lot of people that bartend and are wait, and they're like, I'm an actor. You're the only person I know that does it as well, you know? <laughs> like, like, I'm like, some people do it, and like, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, well, okay, that's a little different. Like, have you seen the thing with, uh, what's his nuts, Alvin from the Cosby show? No. Been, oh, no. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure that was his name, Alvin. Uh, he was uh, one of Cosby's sister's uh, husbands, and he, he's been actually grinding out as an actor forever. Somebody took a shot of him working at a Trader Joe's recently. No way. Yeah, and, and she shit on him. They're like, look at what happened to him. And actually... 
I've said actually too many times, and I hate that word. Uh, like uh, they were, uh, everybody rallied behind him. They're like, "Why did you say like something negative Why about are you fucking this, with guy this guy who's trying to earn a who, living?" Yeah, he's actually worked all his life, and yeah, sometimes you still have to come back to this stuff. Listen, and like honestly, if I had a, let's just talk about fucking benefits real quick. If I had. If I wasn't on Massachusetts insurance and I yeah. wasn't, they didn't take care of me as a mass resident. You which have I insurance? Am. Yeah, that, that's the thing. If I fucking needed it, Trader Joe, Starbucks, these places where you yeah. can get insurance Absolutely. and you still get acting gigs, like that means a lot to people. Well, so the whole thing is like, for that. Uh, it's like, it's a misconception that uh, doing what we do and bartending as well as like it's a step down you know it's not synonymous with failure and people come in and they're like i'm waiting on people they're like hey you were the lead in something that i did and i'm like yes true (laughs) uh what uh dressing on the side (laughs) (laughs) the the worst in that and the worst that i can remember anyway the one that stuck with me and these girls could walk in tomorrow and i wouldn't recognize them but there were four or five of these girls they were sitting at the table i'm pointing at right now which you people at home can't see until we turn this into a video cast and they were hanging out. I walked over to see if they needed anything because the server had gone, kitchen closed. Yeah. And they were just flirting. We were talking. And uh, they asked what I did when I wasn't here. And I said, well, I'm an actor. And I went, no, honey, you're a bartender. And I just kind of looked at them. And not, I, I'm sure I said something shitty. Or, or you know, I don't have the ability to not respond, retaliate, or retort to something like that. So I must have, but whatever it was, it wasn't as memorable as that. Just kind of like, ew. And it didn't hit me in the gut like it would have if I was younger. It hit me in a way that's like, you exist in the world. Yeah, Matt, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've actually, I hate myself when I do the opposite now. When uh, people ask me, do you do anything else outside of this? And instead of being me being like, oh yeah, this is my dreams and this is what I actually wanna do, I lie. And I'm like, no, this is only what I do. Oh, okay. And like, and I'm like, when did I become that? Well, because all of a sudden people are gonna, are gonna be like, what have you done? Yeah. Where's the thing? And if I don't have a show running, which I don't anymore, I used to have a show running every Saturday night when people would be like, what did you do? I'd be like, I'll leave you tickets there. I'll take the seats off and make you look like movie stars, <laughs> but you better show up. <laughs> like, uh, it's interesting. And what you said earlier about like, uh, talking to people and dealing with people and like service basically yeah and like trying to hook up with somebody now i'm not the people i'm not the guy people hook up with i'm a very specific niche no i'm a niche i'm a niche I'm an ish. Like, it, 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 like, I'm the guy. I play the long game. Like, the, <laughs> you come and you, I, I wait on you or bartend you uh, for like three years. And then all of a sudden you're like, he's the one. And I'm already doing something else. <laughs> but like, if you would have taken me at the first point. No. <laughs> Oh, man. It's a weird, weird line of work. No, uh, but what you said something earlier about, like, service. Mm -hmm. And this is what I think about it. Like, 
everybody wants to have a good time. Uh, and, you know, you have the people that come in that don't want to have a good time. Your automatic instinct is to be like, be a little shitty to them. Let me educate them. You know what I've realized is working out better for them and me is like, let me fucking fix your experience. Yeah. Like, uh, I would love to have every table I walk up to uh, be like, I'm here to have a great time and I have no problems. That's just not fucking life or the restaurant business. No, no, it isn't. Like, uh, so what I do is, is I basically fix it. I've become a fix it man and I've become like, at the place I work now, they're like, well, Eddie doesn't work as fast as everybody else. And I'm like, well, that's because I'm at the table, like, fixing stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, because uh, you ultimately, if you want a business to be, what's that word? Sustainable. Sustainable. You have to have people coming back. Sure. Yeah. And, like, how do people come back if you give them a good experience? Now, the Upper East Side, mm. and I'm sure you know, mm. it's a different cup of tea. It is. If you haven't worked on the Upper, you could have worked anywhere in the world as a bartender, a, a, a server, a hostess. But if you haven't worked it on the, on the Upper East Side, you don't know Jack Dilly. <laughs> it's a different breed. It is? I think every server should have to, or bartender should have to do it for like one year. Just, it'll make you better. It will. <laughs> it, it sharpens your skills. And, and what's interesting to me most, especially at this place, is the dichotomy between bar and table. Meaning, there are people that come in here that this restaurant needs to stay open that have come for a decade plus that sit at tables and they are so fucking difficult that they need the Eddie Dunn's to come over and fix shit and I'm so sorry and the managers to apologize for shit that's I not I don't their go fault. to the manager at all. My managers prefer if I don't have to approach him. Every manager like, does, right? Yeah, like that's like, the nature of that. It's good to be a manager. <laughs> yeah, right? If they're even showing up at all. But, the, but you have to kiss a little ass as a server. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and I don't side. mind kissing that ass. As long as you give me that money. <laughs> no, uh, even outside that, sometimes I know I'm going to kiss that ass and not get the money, you know, but like but they'll be back. People be want happy. a good time. When somebody walks in and they're like, I'm upset. And I'm like, that's probably because the hostess was a bitch to you because you were being a little bitch. Yeah. Now we move on and I fix this <laughs> shit. Like, um, yeah, you don't know what good service is. Being polite. Yeah. And, and, it's just good manners. Uh, like, everybody has something that, like, you may have had a bad day and freaking you come in. If I can fix that, no matter what kind of money I get, Matt, like, it settles it. Yeah. For me and everybody else. Yeah, it does. And then I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh, there was that table that asked me for ketchup and I never brought it and they never said anything. They tipped me 20% and they were the nicest people while I was dealing with these assholes. Isn't that so fucked up? I don't know. I think, I think All I, the wake up dreams when you're well, like, I forgot that. The wake up dreams and definitely just the whole fuck. 
I forgot, whether you're on the train, whatever it is. And, and I could have done so many great things and had so many compliments throughout the night, but the yeah. one thing I fucked up, there was a guy who came in and I'd seen him once before, musician, carried a guitar with him, case, yeah. put it down, pleasant energy, just a kind-hearted dude. Nice dude. Didn't bother anybody, had a couple makers on the rocks. Yeah. And it was like fucking 10.48. And you yeah. know how the kitchen's like, Oh, yeah. o'clock closed. Oh, yeah. Poking their heads when out at 1049. And I hadn't, I didn't realize the time and I needed to put food in for myself. So instead of being a man and saying, all right, guys, listen, I got to fucking put this in with you. Just what I was a little bitch about it. And I put my crudite, my farmhouse crudite that I needed so very badly at 1048 p.m. Are you a veggie now? No. But oh. I fucking just wanted something. Like, oh, dude, I have to. I uh, I, I eat veggies as much as I'm, I can. I'm a good veggie man. I dig them. I'll dude. eat meat too. But I put this fucking dish on this guy's tab, with the once the kitchen closed, which the is something you never do. Never do. But with and the expectation you, was that just I was like, gonna swip it, I was gonna like you were take gonna it flip off, it right at yeah. the end and make it my own tab. I forgot. I gave him the tab. He paid. He left. He left me like fucking twenty five percent. And he and he, and no he probably idea. knew it. You no, know, I, I don't. Or he, he didn't know it. But like fucking. It, but it owned me. It, the, yeah. the point and is, it you owned were me. like, I did not want Fuck. to do that. I didn't want to do like, that. He was a good guy, and like, so well, well, ultimately, though, it had a happy ending. Three weeks, a month, maybe more later, he came in, and I just pointed at him, and I went, "You!" And he looked at yeah. me like he'd done something wrong, and I said, "I owe you a maker's mark." Yeah. And he came over and he just said, what? What happened? I'm like, this is what went down. I've been hoping you'd come in for a while. He laughed his ass off. And now he comes in all the time and he's a regular. But it's like, that little shit will own me. The negative. Absolutely. Well, it's because you care about what you're doing, which most people don't do these days. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, in this society, like, people come out, like, and I had this stepmom once. My father was married six times. Holy shit. Yeah. What are we talking about bar stories for? Let's talk about that. Well, it's about uh, waiting stuff. <laughs> like, he's the one he kept the most, who I consider, she was my mother longer than most. Okay. Uh, like, uh, she always wanted to get the fucking waiter or waitress fired. Like, it was always oh. such a big deal. And it was her energy in general that did it. And it's what taught me to be like, oh my God, treat people fucking good, like back and forth, you yeah. know? Like, uh, it's, uh, people are gonna make mistakes. People are gonna slip stuff up. Yeah. Uh, where I work, I can give you the best experience for the whole night. And then if something goes wrong at the end when the check comes down, like, which that's really where our mistakes come. Like, it's when, like, you have, like, you're balancing. People don't realize uh, what we do. It's kind of like juggling our own fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> and, like, I've already dropped one, but I'm picking it up and blowing it off and being like, it's clean, it's clean, you can still eat it. <laughs> You're, you're welcome, listening audience, for that visual. I actually, guys, analogy. I am juggling my nuts right now. As we, I speak. do have three nuts. They but call you, me ET, the extra te uh, testicle. <laughs> that was you know, stupid. It's, it's Don't key, laugh it, at no, that, Matt. The, I'm laughing because you had fucked it That's up. My worst. You bumbled it. You, you bumbled the terrible punchline. I shouldn't have given you that second tequila shot. This is on me. Oh God. You, but I, you know, this is supposed to be my sober September. 
And, uh, and I knew I was going to break it tonight. September 8th. Is that the end? I think it might not be. Um. I think it's the 9th or 10th. I'm not sure. But full circle on the Upper East Side shit, you have the table people that demand the kind of attention and fixing that you give them, but then you have the bar crowd. And the bar crowd, most of the time, likes a show. You have your rogue people that come in and they sit down and they don't want to be spoken to and they just want to be left alone. But I'm kind of in a position where if somebody comes in and wants to just give me shit for the sake of you know, your stepmom wanting to get me fired or just to give oh, me yeah. shit for no yeah. reason, then oh, I put them in their fucking place. Fired. Nobody's, Nobody's going to fire fire us. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I show up on time. <laughs> I yeah. never call out. Yeah, we're, we're pretty fucking <laughs> solid. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if I fucking take that person and I kind of knock them down a peg, perfect example, this woman comes in and she's with a hospital group that she works with around the corner. Never seen her before. Happy hour crew. 50% of the time they suck. You know that. Yeah. Happy hour. It's fucking Absolutely. trash. Worst it's, fucking it's idea trash. ever. It's just like, not trash people. <laughs> well, sometimes trash people, but it's trash for us to like expect to make any money and we're just juggling nonsense. Yeah. So this woman <laughs> claims, she said, excuse me. Excuse me. I looked at her and I was like, yeah, what's up? And she was like, I wanted to order something. I said, well, well, do you still? And she said, well, yeah. And I said, oh, okay, well, what can I get you? And she said, well, I was trying to get your attention. And I said, well, you failed, but you have it now. Just make sure you have eye contact and we'll be great. Yeah. You goes, probably shouldn't have said, well, you have it now. No, 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 but this is where I'm going. I knew who was I was dealing with. Was that inside or did you speak No, it? no, no, you know me. I you fucking sp- spoke it. And yeah. I, I was like... I wish I could be you. I'm like, <laughs> Maybe I do do that every now and then. <laughs> I, I said it, but I said it because I could tell, just energy-wise. You know, I could tell. you know. This, this person's is, not going to tip you. It's not even that. It's not about the tip. It's about the who I'm It's about with. like what I'm about to go through. Exactly. That's 100% what it is. People. So the woman orders, just now that I have your attention, I want a Tito's in Cranberry strong Tito's and cranberry. Now, when you fucking say strong and you emphasize it with that level of care, you didn't ask for a double. You're not willing to pay for extra. Pour it down a straw. You now want (laughs) free. You're asking, I want free. And it's like, all right, you're already a pain in my ass. And now you're just, oh, it's an, okay. Now I get a fucking heavy hand to begin with. Me really too. A I'm a it's heavy just, hand pour. It's how I pour. That's how I pour. So I pour. If too. you have a problem with my drink, you got something going on in your yeah, life. Yeah, two and a half, mm, you know, two thirds full. The glass is about two thirds full of Tito's. I finish it off with crayon. I give it to her. I said, "Here you go. Sorry for the misunderstanding." And she takes a sip and she's trying to play me. And she looks at me and pushes it back and goes, "Mm-mm, that's too sweet. Can't hardly taste the Tito's." Now I lean forward very softly. All her friends kind of leaned in with me and I said, here's how this is gonna go. You're gonna drink that. I filled it two thirds with vodka. Yeah. You, you've already A paid for it. And it that's really it. it. It doesn't have any color of it red was, in it. It's, it's white. It's like, <laughs> come on. And, and she just pulled the drink back and didn't say another word. And like, that's it. It's like, it's like you just want to be tested, lady. Like, I don't want to be a dick, well, but I'm yeah. going to stand my ground. Some people want to be dominated. You know what you should have done? You should have just poured it down the straw. You know that trick? Yeah, but you do that with Well, people. then they're not getting educated. Yeah. Well, if you want. Also, it's a fine line between educating and like what you want to deal with. 
I only fuck straw people up when people are like blind drunk and they're demanding another drink and they're belligerent and they yeah. won't leave. It's kind of like, okay, and I just quick little dip down the straw and then the rest is Those are uh, like, uh, I'm 43 now. I've started to realize I kind of like it when people lose their shit. <laughs> like, uh, like I'm not going to get fired. And if I did, I'd get another job in a week. It's never really happened. Only places I've been fired is if I just stop showing up, like, which I've only done a few times, but like, freaking, when people freak out, I just like, I love to watch people lose their shit over something because like, and all I have to do is sit sit back and be like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And uh, they're still going to lose their shit. It is interesting to it's, watch that happen. It can be well, amusing, but that I, lady, like, look at her. She was already having a bad time, and like, what you were talking about earlier, like, how do you give somebody a good time? How do you hook up with somebody? Blah blah blah. Generally, I would say most. How many relationships have you had work from somebody you met at a bar? <laughs> Oh, they're fucking garbage relationships, man. That's no way to meet somebody. And I'm not perfect either. Don't get me wrong, but like... But it, it's a, it's a place to meet. somebody in church. Right, it's a place to meet. <laughs> we just did movie night. We just watched, we just finished Coming to America. The whole thing, when they go to all the bars in Queens, and they're kind of like, why is it that every woman in New York seems to have emotional problems? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I, uh, I recently, I was like, Eddie... You can't date actresses or girls you work with at bars anymore. And I was like, I got fucked up and I got on Tinder. So I've started dating like other people like that do other things. You know what the biggest problem is? Now I'm a sweetheart. I plan stuff. I, I like do like sweet things. I'm like, I know everybody thinks I'm kind of a big dumb dumb and a drunk. And a drug addict. Well, maybe kind of <laughs> all those things are combined. But I do. I'm a really sweet dude to date. And, like, I've started dating outside of that universe. I'm like, I'm not going to date hostesses or, or other bartenders or other waitresses anymore. And uh, I've started dating, like, other people, like girls in finance and stuff. Like, these girls have, like, apartments that are like amazing (laughs) and then I realized like the schedule doesn't match up and that's the biggest problem it's a bitch and I can never explain to them like they come home and they're like Roy at work he tried to take my stapler (laughs) and I'm like oh that must suck (laughs) fucking uh fucking there was a fight over a table and somebody was crying in the corner. (laughs) And then, um, what I realized lately, like what I do, I just try to stay under the wire, like a little bit, like, and I know everything that's going on. And, uh, I show up for work on time. I, uh, I'm, I don't complain, even when I know I'm kind of getting, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease in this sure. kind of business. Yeah. I try to stay under the wire. I never complain, and it always comes back around. 
and compliment the hostesses a lot. <laughs> but don't date them. Eddie, stop sleeping with the hostesses. They're so pretty. They are. They're the first thing you see when you walk in the restaurant. They have to. Of course, they're fucking gorgeous. But no, and they're I, young. I have, I have a... It's kind of similar. It's basically... It's actually identical. It's nobody I work with. Nobody I... No actresses, you're right. And nobody in recovery. I'm not really following it, that. Man. No. Oh, yeah. You can date anybody in recovery. It's on, you're not supposed to do that. No, no, right? no. You can. It, they say not to date anybody if you're under a year sober, period. Yeah. But there's no problem. I don't know. A lot of people just end up, I think, just obviously lifestyle interests. They end up dating. And it's like, it's not for me, man. It's a hard life. It's a well, hard life. it's a good life. There's a million scarecrows that would take a spoonful of what we had. <laughs> yeah. On that pearl, let's take a quick break, and we will be back right after this with more from Eddie Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I wanted to talk to you real quick about the Whole30. I don't know if anybody's heard of this. It's a diet. I've done it. This is my third time. I'm six days in right now. It's wild. I'd never done a diet before. I did this to support a friend the first time around, and then it just kind of felt really good. The basis of it is you're trying to get your body to run on natural fats rather than sugars because it turns out sugars are fucking terrible. And it's just no bueno for the body, links to cancer, blah, blah, blah. Trying to get your body to run on natural fats, the diet's 30 days, you can't have alcohol, you can't have nicotine, you can't have dairy, you can't have any grains, any preservatives, any added sugars, or any legumes. It's wild. It's really an abundance of meat. You can do potatoes and almond butter. You can do all the veggies and fruit you want. But it's great. The first two times I did it, I dropped like 17 pounds that I didn't even really know I had to lose. And I just felt good. And it, it stuck with me. And it's kind of a cool reset. You can go on Whole30, Whole, the word, 30, the number, dot com. And there's all the information. There's a book. There's all kinds of crazy shit for it. But yeah, part of my life right now. Figured I'd share it. It's treated me well the few times I've done it. So if you're interested in a diet that's kind of low inflammation on the joints and just really health-oriented, give it a shake. Okay, we're back with the cryptocurrency episode of Growing Your Financial Future here with Edward Dunn. Please call me Edwin. Edwin, excuse me. <laughs> Are you really a fucking Edwin? Yeah, Daniel yes! Edwin Dunn. I love it. Oh, that's great. I learned so much tonight. As I do every episode of every podcast. So, story time. Let's do some stories, man. Like, just fucking bona fide, genuine bar tales. Talk to me about Uptown. Tell me something crazy that happened back here before my time. You think well, I'm worried about how much I can tell you because I'm still at friends with everybody and I still come to all the Christmas parties. How much can I tell you without somebody being like... I wish he wouldn't have said that because I'm the type of guy <laughs> that like everybody, if I'm not experiencing it, what's that word I'm looking for? Ex, 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 experiencing? There you go. You found it. I'm part of it. Uh, so Uptown. You can change names if you want, if you're worried about identifying people and hurting their potential feelings. 
uh, you can always. Oh no, they'd be First fine all, with it. I just let's, let's, talk, let's talk, let me ask you this. You want to know how many managers I've dated here? <laughs> An abundance, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I was just, but the how staff much, doesn't love me. The managers do. Fucking a right. <laughs> Guys, there. girls, doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's all skin. Gender's fluid. <laughs> how much do you think they don't already fucking know? I think everyone's real hip to your crazy shit, man. Oh they, yeah. Like I said, I'm the mascot here. I worked here. Like uh, I get away with a lot. But you know what? It's always been. Uh, I don't know how I got wrapped up into it. It just started happening, and like, uh, so uh, it, this place. Can I name the name of sure. it? It, it was yeah. Uptown before, and uh, I worked at Tony DiNapoli's, which I'm back at now. Little uh, plug. Yeah, like, come there, family style, best place, better than Carmine's. <laughs> Tuesdays with Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we would all come here and drink when we got off Tony DiNapoli's. Um, there was this girl, uh, Sarah, who was my acting partner at William Espers. She also worked here. Okay. Uh, and uh, I started coming here and hanging out. And then I met uh, like Katie and John and everybody. And it's kind of like, it's the greatest thing. I was like, why does everybody tolerate me? <laughs> I remember one time I walked in for a Christmas party and you and Joe started clapping. Oh, like, I clapped you I in. Absolutely. In. Absolutely. And I had a date and she was like, who are you? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they're just making me look cool. You'll find out who I am by the end of tonight. Well... This is a thing about uh, romance and uh, where you work. It's hard sometimes to uh, find somebody outside of the business. We talked about this before. Like, uh, you generally don't want to date somebody that uh, you get fucked up with all the time. No. No, what I, are you gonna have little fucked up kids and form a <laughs> fucked up baseball team where everybody's drinking? But then I look at it and I was like, well, that's kind of how my family was. Like, and I it. turned out all right. <laughs> Did I turn out all right? <laughs> we'll see. But I mean, uh, listen, you are speaking into a microphone. Also, a microphone. Uh, a microphone is yeah. that your cum sock on that no, microphone? I, I how many times produce, have you come in that sock? Yeah, I don't produce. Uh, tell me the truth for that sock to warrant yeah that's a these sock. days i i come like dust that's uh, all you know puppy water you're done with the puppy water it's all dusty you got the dust if i hold off for three weeks it's, it's a cough good. it's just a light cough back to what uh <laughs> stories there's certain people that i've met through this in, uh industry and things we do and again i said i'm a niche like uh, most girls don't like me. I'm not the guy you go for immediately. <laughs> like, there's always the better looking bartender or the better looking waiter. I'm like the goofy guy that everybody's <laughs> like, he my friend. <laughs> I'm in the friend zone, you know? But like, uh, the long game rolls down to all of a sudden people are like, oh, he's kind of like the uh, sweet uh, 
retard, well, you can't say retard anymore. Um, Lenny. I'm like Lenny from A Mice and Men. <laughs> it's a good recovery. It's a good recovery. I'm like, I'm like, pretty hair. Me like you. <laughs> Everybody wants to be liked, and like, I'm good at that. Certain people I've met, and especially at this place, one specifically, is one of the greatest things that ever happened in my life. Like, and I got a good friendship out of it. Crazy life, this business. Maybe I've been holding on to it too long, but I've always wanted romance. I'm not some dude that like, uh, I may look like that, like some guy that like just hooks up with girls and uh, everybody out there, I do fuck a lot. <laughs> not anymore, <laughs> but in my heyday. <laughs> But you know like, what? Uh, but like, I I really do. Uh, I'm always looking for uh, romance or love, and especially now, even more. I've been hanging out with these people that work in a nightclub in Brooklyn, and I'm like, I'm the old bartender with a bunch of 21 year olds and I'm like where you kids going (laughs) (laughs) and uh, they still take me but there's a point where they go to another party and I'm like leave Eddie (laughs) nah it's not that bad like I said uh, a million people will take a spoonful of our sawdust well yeah it's interesting you're kind of touching on something with the romance side of this business and and you can get in really, I don't know, seduced by the, the cash and the money end of this and the quick buck. And, and, and then years pass. The beautiful people. The beautiful people. Generally, and you, and they this. don't hire, not that, uh, look, I've dated uh, models, like somebody that society or people wouldn't think is attractive. People like, uh, You're a fucking good looking guy. Hold on. We're going to stop this right now. You're a fucking good looking guy. And really? you've aged like wine. You, you look better now than you did when I met you four fucking years ago. Oh, yeah. If you saw me in middle school, you'd be like, what a douche. <laughs> Dude, honestly, you, you're, a good, you're, you're going on the fucking social site. Enough of this nonsense. We're going to let the goddamn listeners decide, and all five of them are going to vote whether <laughs> or not you are a damn good-looking man. Just picture if I'm good-looking. Make it a good <laughs> picture, one of my good ones. Of course. Come on. Uh, I have to be candid. If you take a picture of me posing, I look like I'm farting. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what, I, what I wanted to get at and what I'm kind of hearing from you is that tears of a clown element that I can relate to. One and of my I favorite songs. It is. It's a good one but because it, it, it speaks. And it's kind of like, well, you know what? People think I'm this goofball. People think I'm just this fun guy. Like, you get it. But there's kind of like a, a, a deep longing for romance sadness in there <laughs> a bit and that's attractive and that's no, it's maybe not. not attractive i know that should have been part of the rant in the opener for us to kind of well bury it's always deep. interesting like people that i uh end up dating they're always like i love you you're fucking perfect and then all of a sudden they're like now change right yeah. and then they're like Three months later, they're like, you're different. And I'm like, well, I changed. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you wanted. And it's all fair. Let me ask you this. As a comedian and somebody in the comedy world specifically, uh, 
was it ever okay for you to be sad? Like, did anybody ever teach you or tell you that it was like all right to feel sad? No. I mean, neither. Never. I'm just coming. You know to terms what people always told me though? Like, Eddie, don't go blue. That was my biggest note, like from my mentors and everybody, people I respect. They were like, Eddie, you go too blue. You know what blue is? Blue's like... Depressing and sad. No, uh, it's like doo-doo, sex, drugs, oh, jokes. no shit. Okay. Yeah. I know. Now, I never knew that. Guess what my biggest fans love? I call them the Ed heads. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. When, uh, whenever I uh, do like uh, that kind of... I can walk out on stage in my prime and be like doo doo pee pee and they're like he said doo doo pee pee <laughs> and that would be the kind of people that I ended up dating <laughs> the ones that went for the blue yeah yeah but you know what I'm it- a smart comedian uh, or a person in general but like I know what they want they want me <laughs> to be kind of simple which I'm fine with I am simple now I'm supposed to be Focusing on stories of relationships, right? No, of anything. I mean, any bar stories. We're here to bullshit and talk bar shit. Well, there was this one. um, This is what I spent a lot of my time doing. I look back and I'm like, why didn't I stay in that and see how that went? So you're you're saying that you've pulled out of things? You're the one that's kind of been like, yeah, I gotta get it. Well, I never realized it to this year. I had a really bad year for once which is natural for most people all the time I always thought when somebody said they were depressed or they were like uh, had anxiety I was like grow up and then all of a sudden I had it and I was like oh shit it's real and like um, I can tell you a a million stories about like people I should have been with. You guys don't want to hear about what I did at the hair ca- uh, cast party at North Carolina School of the Arts. <laughs> we might. We might. Give us a taste. What the fuck did you do at the cast party for hair at North Carolina School we of the Arts? We were kids. <laughs> was that what you screamed I at? wasn't even in it. I didn't even go to school. Is that, is that what you yelled in the courtroom? We were kids. That is what I would yell if I ever get pulled into a courtroom about the shit I've done. I'm like, we were kids. <laughs> it probably wouldn't go over well. No, I can't imagine you getting any leniency. Coming back to uh, the restaurant that I'm working at now, I worked there from 2002 to 2006, and then I, I got a job where I thought I would never have to wait tables again as an actor. And... All of a sudden, flip, dip, slip of a cup, I'm back there. Now I'm back at a place that I haven't been there forever. When I went in for the interview, they were like, welcome home. The GM was like, welcome home, Eddie Dunn. And I've been there now for four months. And it's kind of the happiest I've been in a while. I, I still didn't hit. Matt, you said earlier, you're like, I should tell a story. This is the thing. 
best stories, I'm always afraid. Well, stop being afraid. Will... Nobody's a fucking no. shit. I don't want anybody to name. hear it. So here's, okay, I gotta well, go. Well, there was a girl named Bertha. <laughs> so we, I had a bartender uh, here, current bartender here on with me a few episodes ago. I know exactly who you're talking Great about. Great <laughs> dude. Awesome guy. And we had just gotten off a shift where, actually, he'd finished his shift, and I had come in to record in the bar with him, and one of the regulars here caught me as a patron and just fucking hit me with all this shit. And so I vented about it in the podcast, and I gave him a pseudonym. I just threw a pseudonym on him. The other bartender jumped in on the podcast saying some other shit that this guy had done. Lo and behold, this guy listened to it. But you want people to listen to it. Oh, of course. I yeah. think that's the name of the game. So it was like, oh, that's nice. But he came in and he apologized. And it was like, everything Holy you said was shit. right. Everything you said was right. And I'm really sorry. And I was very embarrassed. I was humiliated. And I, I don't want you to think of me as that person. And we're like, dude, what a cool thing. Like, we liked you anyways. And it's not like we were going to stop you heard serving. that guy killed himself? <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. He's got too much to I'm live for. I'm just kidding. I'm too just much kidding. To live for. <laughs> Suicides are fucking... Too prevalent. Now I would like know. to guess who that is, but <laughs> it's nobody you know. It's a newbie. A newbie. A newbie. We've got Fair lots enough. of newbies, man. We've got lots of newbies. But that's the kind of shit that's like, this is interesting. This is kind of what we're. I'm doing this as therapy. Really, this is a selfish act that I figure well, other see, people would be interested in. I think you're the one of the most stable people I know. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist would disagree. I've never met another bartender in the world that is sober. <laughs> Have you really not? I know no, a couple. I know never. Of, I know of never. two. Not in my world. Right. Yeah. And if they did, I'd be like, are they stealing my money? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this? He's here because he's stealing, isn't he? Yeah, we went down that road here for a while. I was like, fuck all of you. I'm the most stable, sane thing you have. I never get involved with stealing money stuff. I'm always like, well, if they are, they probably, if they're better at it than me, they're fine. <laughs> no, that stealing money is for the, uh, we were kids, courtroom we were kids. cry. That's, we not, kids. that's not man, Matthew. That's, that's child, Matthew. I still want to tell you one story about love Please. in the romance, in the restaurant world. This place, this restaurant where we're filming it, mm. I look back at it and I'm like, this has been my life. They've given me everything here. Even before I worked here, they gave me everything. Like, uh, I ask, they give. Mm. John, the owner, I can fucking blink and he will do anything for me. I didn't plan to get wrapped up in it. Mm. I've had a million romances. One that means a lot. And then also it wasn't meant to be. And then sitting here right now with you in this place, I kind of like it better than me and you at the comic strip doing it because I'm sitting here where I've had my birthday party right there mm. freaking four times and I think I'm going to have it again this year there's a lot of nostalgia here there's a lot of memories that even yeah. for me and you've been here or involved with this place for that much longer than I have I mean four years for me between Uptown and, and two well years. everybody loves you buddy trust me 
Like, I can't sentimental. Hey, I'm all for it. This life, this business, everything we do, it's very easy to be like, I hate it, or I don't like it, or this is what I did wrong in my life. You know what it is for me? It's some of the best things I've ever done in my life. Best experiences, everything. And I'm still in it. You know what people yeah. do with love the most? They squander it. Mm -hmm. Don't squander love, kids out there. Don't squander, don't squander love. love. If you take anything away from this, it's not to squander love. This has been a, a, a real roller coaster fun ride of just kind of sentimentality, humor, and truth. What our lives look This like. will be my last podcast because <laughs> nobody will ever book me again. <laughs> you got anything you want to plug before we jump off? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm performing at Chuckles McHaha in uh, Minnesota <laughs> next week. If you're in Minnesota next week, um, reach out to me via DM on the at Tales Barside Instagram, and I'll give you the address for Chuckles McHaha. <laughs> Because for some reason, it's just not coming up on Google search. <laughs> it's real. It's real. I swear to God. You can go and meet Eddie's girlfriend from Canada at another <laughs> camp. It's a great show. One night only. Chuckles Nakaha. Also, uh, check out my webcam. I'm masturbating to the cranberries <laughs> crying. It's not sexual. It's just necessary. Necessary. It's a medical procedure. And that, kids, is what we call full circle humor. Finish where you started. Well, Eddie, it's a fucking joy. Thank you Matt, for doing uh, this. Uh, man, it was saying something about you. Please, thank you. I know a lot of boys in my life. You're one of the men I, I know in my life. Uh, like, um, some people try to compete. You never compete. You just fucking hang. And uh, that's something that's uh, really cool. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that, man. Like, uh, we're in a weird place in the universe, this whole world right now. Agreed. And I think what uh, we all need to do a little bit more is instead of pulling away from each other, maybe we should pull in a little bit. Mm -hmm. You want to fuck tonight? That's dang <laughs> I got you. I'm going to tickle that beard. Thank you for the kind words. Seriously, you're a fucking good man. I love you to death. Eddie Dunn, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you all for hanging in there for another episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. It's always a weird, wacky ride, and, uh, and you stick through it to the end. Be good, guys. Tons of love. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. Be sure to tip your bartenders and tip us by subscribing, liking, leaving us a review. That stuff helps like hell, and we really appreciate it. So thank you again. Hope you enjoyed yourself, and we'll catch you next week.